0: What's up, y'all? Happy Monday! Welcome back to Chill to Action here on the Call to Action Network. You know me. It's your girl, Danielle, here with my favorite co-host, Mr. Paul Denuzio.
1: It's me. It's me. It's PLD. I am excited to talk Star Wars, as always, amongst other things. So happy to be here.
0: Yes, and I'm very excited to talk about Game of Thrones with the one, the only, your squad leader, Mr. Andres Cabrera. Ooh. Yeah,
2: squad leader ace. No one gets that reference. (laughs) It's actually right behind me. Uh, It's actually an attack on Titan reference uh, for anyone who's a a real nerd, uh, an anime nerd like me. That actually, my oldest loves Attack on Titan. They've been trying oh, to get so good.
1: Okay. I'd have to watch it at some point soon. Because uh, they keep telling me to watch it. I'm like, all right, well, I, I find time to watch. I got all these other stuff going on, but I do, do want to watch it. So,
0: yeah. And I'm anime adjacent. I'm there, but I'm not fully there.
2: I get it. Yeah. I totally get it. <laughs> yeah. No judgment on my part. There you yeah. go. Ace, <laughs> thank
0: you so much for hanging out with us on this Monday night. We really appreciate it. And as always, Ace, we always like to start with the same question. So, of course, what got you into the schmodown
2: Ooh, uh, I was kind of there. I mean, I wasn't there in the conception <laughs> of it. Uh, I was almost there in the conception of it. Um, I come from the intern Schmoes days. Uh, I was the intern right after Cody Hall, uh, right. for anyone who needs a reference for that. We were at the After Buzz studio. So obviously I was a fan of the Schmoes beforehand, and I met them at Stan Lee's Comic Con, back -hmm. when it was called Stan Lee's Kamikaze, uh, back in 2014, literally like a couple weeks after I moved to LA. Uh, I moved to LA in 2014 and like a few weeks later, I was like, I gotta go to their panel. And I happened to go to their panel. I met them all, I hanged out with them. And I was like, hey, if you guys ever need anything, I'm a production guy. This is kind of what I do now. This is what I do for a living. So if you guys never need any help, I'm there. And sure enough, uh, Christian Rivacaba Copster hit me up, uh, I believe, that uh, winter. And then by January, I was officially a member of the squad, the team of the Schmo. So, yeah, I've been there for a while. And I think a lot of people who are fans of Schmo down now don't really know that, which is kind of refreshing to be like, hey, guys, I was there, too. Do you guys remember? No? Cool. (laughs) (laughs) well yeah. some do some remember yeah. turns that's good there you go. go
1: there you go good time and jillian kamikaze 2014. first con for jillian oh you go no way Got jillian in there nice well yeah. let's see what made you decide to actually throw your hat in the ring and say i'm going to compete in this thing i want to play in this thing now
2: oh yeah i mean to be fair i was kind of thrown into it <laughs> okay. uh our, my first match i don't really count it in my opinion but obviously other people do uh, and you guys probably do was uh it was me cody and copster versus dan and riley uh it was supposed to be like a a monsters versus nobody's match uh and it was kind of unfair <laughs> <laughs> okay especially I mean, knowing that's now a
0: competition right
2: there <laughs> <laughs> you're facing off against riley and dan merle two of like the goats in the schmodown And this is my first official match, and it was a handicap match. So it was three on two, uh, but we still lost pretty bad. But after that, I've I've told Christian beforehand that I've wanted to do Inner Geekdom because that's something that I'm actually am. I don't know. I'm actually a geek. I'm an outer geek. Um, So I was like, I can maybe keep up with that. I'm not sure about singles because there's a lot of rom-com stuff on there, which is something that I have zero knowledge (laughs) on. Uh, but I've always kind of wanted to do it. And then, yeah, just this last couple months, you guys saw that destruction that took place.
1: <laughs> well, what I you mean, the debut in Lunar Geekdom you're looking for, I guess yeah. that's what I'm just going <laughs> to say.
0: And to be fair, Robert Parker is a, a freak of nature in, in the Shmodown. So <laughs> it was oh, almost tight. an unfair advantage.
2: That's That's kind of what I said. I was yeah. like, really? Robert Parker is my first ever match? <laughs> Great. This is. So cool. I love it. <laughs> well,
1: this is bringing up something. I guess you have something you can announce. Ooh. Oh, That's I can? A, That's, I don't... Right?
0: That's Winston. So,
1: is Winston. it? Yeah, Winston <laughs> is, sure. the that is
2: Winston.
0: He's
1: been
2: Winston.
0: So it seems like we got a scoop here on Chill to Action, y'all.
2: I'm so afraid because I'm afraid <laughs> if someone like took over his account, I'm going to be like thrown somewhere to like, the down pit of hell. Um. <laughs> I'm going to, yes, try. go ahead. Go ahead and say it. Star Wars tournament. Yes. You're in the yes. Star Wars tournament. You are the one. Okay. So I
1: That's that Ace is going to be the Star Wars. All right. That's great.
2: that's
1: going to be our question later on. We're going to lead into that eventually because we looked at the roster. Looked at the swag. Like that was the one question we had was who was going to be in the Star Wars from swag. And I had heard at one point that you had said you didn't want to potentially. Is that, is that true? About, are you hesitant about it?
2: I, Maybe did I say that? I don't. I I don't remember. But but if I did, I'm wrong. <laughs> okay. I mean, I I really want. I, I want to do this honestly, and it's something that, not just to show my knowledge, but also to win. If I'm being real, like mm-hmm. I know that's kind of what everyone is about. And now I'm. I, I know who I'm up against as far as like who's everyone else. But my thing is like. I think I can beat him. Give, oh, give me, give okay. me, give me, give me some prep time, and I, I, I can surprise people. I really feel like I, I can. All so. right,
1: the brackets up. Who, who, uh, who are you playing then? I guess the bracket was released. Sean Sullivan's saying the brackets up. I didn't get a chance to see it yet.
0: I have not had a chance to see that either, Sean. So I think
1: you know we're breaking point? news here. I, I have no either. I have no idea. Yeah, oh, yes, there that's
0: you go. So
1: Sean Sullivan saying you're playing Josh Cavedo
0: Interesting. Um,
2: Where's this bracket at? on Twitter apparently. Kelsey tells us it's
0: on Twitter. Kelsey, our lovely Kelsey is hanging out in the background. So make sure you give her a big shout out to everyone in the chat. Thank you, Kelsey, so much. But she just informed us that it's somewhere on Twitter. So okay, all right. We Ooh. have been busy. There has been a lot of Schmodown news going on today. Yeah. It has been a full day of Schmodown. I woke up this morning just to watch SEN and get all of that information. So it's been it's been a day, it's been a news day. So I'm super pumped, Ace, to know that you are SWAG's official Star Wars player. That's gonna be amazing and fun. And that was my prediction. It was,
1: it was all the right
2: <laughs> Yeah, I see it now, by the way, and I'm just pulling it up. But yeah, I, apparently I'm in the playing game. Like I said, I'm not just doing this for fun. I know a lot of people kind of gave me crap for that. Uh, I want to win. And especially when I'm representing someone like Winston Marshall, like Flag, like a faction like that, that, that really is, you feel like you, you, you need to win, not only for yourself, but to, to prove to your team and to support your team really, because that's the best way you can show them love is to rack up some wins. Absolutely,
1: man.
0: I'm super excited about that swag has been my my personal favorite faction I've been behind it since day one drip drip all of that good stuff So to hear you announced uh, to be a part of swag. It was really nice and then uh, you're with your uh, your podcast mate Mr RB three in there. How did you feel? one of them? Yes, and now your other one is in the league also. How did you feel? initially when you got drafted
2: uh, I I felt excited. Honestly, out of everyone who drafted me, obviously there's a lot of great managers out there and I'm friends with a couple of them, but I was so happy. It was Winston and I was so happy. I got to be there with rp 3 uh, who's obviously been a homie of mine for a couple of years now. And obviously we have a podcast together. Um, but to me, knowing that I was on a faction like Winston, knowing that I was a part of it, just hearing all the great things I've heard about him because I haven't officially met, I hadn't officially met him, uh, during the draft. So when that happened, I was like, this is, perfect uh, this is the kind of crew i want to be with anyone who's like listening to hip-hop on the way to the ring like that's that's my team right there and that's how rb3 and i bonded too so that's why i was like all right it's the hip-hop crew right here i'm yeah. I'm in i love it that's
1: awesome that's what uh, i was
0: there
1: for you know interestingly enough that you mentioned your podcast obviously the rb3 is on swag Sabrina made up her mind today and yeah. announced that she was not going to be on Swag like many had predicted. How did that go? Was there any behind the scenes? Did you push her in any direction? Was there any talk between you two about where she should go?
2: Uh, obviously it's her decision. Uh, we we did talk about it actually and beforehand, and I obviously I I gave my best pitch I could for Swag. Uh, RB3 and I did, but eventually it's up to her decision. But um, knowing that she went with Finn Stock is actually it's it's not super shocking to me um, just because I've known Tom. I call him Tom. I'm supposed to call him <laughs> Finstock. I've known Finstock for years, like years. Uh, I know him pretty freaking well and I know he's a really smart guy. I know a lot of people might be shocked by me saying that, but he's a smart guy. Um, so I'm not super surprised that she went with Finstock. He is kind of the definition of idiot savant, really. <laughs> so
1: I think we definitely mentioned that that was a a decent, decent pull by him as well. Um, But now, now that we've mentioned your podcast that we should talk about SCN live, we always hear about how we should be subscribing to the meaning of Podcast. Yeah. So for those who don't know exactly what to talk about, they think it's just a joke from SCN. Tell us about that. Tell us about what you do with RB3 there.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, the meaning of podcast is funny enough, coming from back when we were on Schmoes, we wanted to do a podcast that represented RB3 and I, and we felt like, hey, this is an opportunity for us to kind of branch out and do our own thing, but still have the same theme from Schmoes. And we we actually kept it on the Schmoes network when that was a thing back in the day, um, even on the Collider network when, when that was, uh, we were part of that. Um, so this is a real podcast, guys. It's not just a running joke. Um, we discuss film directors. Uh, my pitch was essentially, let's go through each film director and kind of talk about uh, whether it's social issues, political issues that they want to bring up in each one of their movies. Because after a while, if you watch someone's filmography back to back to back, you start to realize, oh, they're kind of saying the same thing in every single one of their movies. And we're trying to figure that out in each episode. And we're just going through each film, just trying to hit all the beats that the director wants to deliver.
1: I like that. I like
0: that a lot. So. Very cool. Yeah. You just had uh Paulo Yama on your last yeah. project.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It- I haven't had a chance to listen to it, but I'm looking forward to it. I love to hear Paul's perspective and I've really enjoyed listening to the three of you, you rb 3 and Sabrina, on on the first cut just hearing you all talk about uh movies is is very refreshing and super nice. All of y'all are super smart when it comes to movies, so I'm a big fan, man.
2: Oh, thank you, guys. I appreciate that. And obviously, yeah, Sabrina is a part of it too, and she's she's a great addition to the team. She's a recent addition because RB Three and I have been doing it for like three years now, mm-hmm. uh, but Sabrina joined us uh, at some point later last year. Uh, she came on, and then yeah, she was she came on right after on SEN, I believe, a couple of weeks afterwards. So yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. There
1: you go. Ferris with Anna. Subscribe to the first cut. Listen to meaning up. Thank you,
0: Ferris. <laughs> thank Ferris. Thank you, Ferris.
1: So I was just going to ask that about Sabrina. How did that, how did that come down? Did you approach her? Did she like get involved with you? How did that work out when you decided we're going to want to take her on our team and get her involved?
2: Yeah, she was a, she was a friend of RB3's actually. RB3 texted me and he was like, hey, man, I have a friend of mine who wants to kind of help out with the social media aspect of the show and, and kind of put into her two cents as far as what, what we can do to grow the show. Uh, and I was like, dude. I would love to have a a female perspective on the show. I feel like that's something we've been needing for a while. So when I was introduced to her and she came on, I was like, hey, I, you know, why don't you get on the mic? You know, I know you want to be behind the scenes, but this is something that I feel like my thing is, like, I don't like being in the room with a person and having a conversation with someone like a Sabrina Uh, And not having her, not giving her the opportunity to voice her own opinions. Um, That's the purpose of having someone like that. And I felt like, why just have her behind the scenes when we can have her on the mic and she can give us a different perspective that we might not get. So that's why I was like, hey, let's get on the mic. Let's have you on. And I would love for you to voice your thoughts on every conversation we have. And that's when she became an official part of the team. That's great.
0: And she's great. so much fun to listen to. She's got a great perspective on she it. She
2: does. She's yeah. great. She's yeah, so really. good on the mic. It's ridiculous.
0: I'm super pumped to see her in the league. I know that there's a lot of stuff. It, her name is super hot right now. Oh my gosh. It like is. Her ears must be burning because everyone's been talking about her all day long. And um it's been a lot of praise. So Yeah, you she's pull, high- pull, You pulled a good one, Ace. You pulled a good one.
1: That's the question. I, I you've talked to more than everybody. You think she's ready for the league? You think she's got everything down?
2: Yes, I I really do feel like this is the kind of girl who takes it seriously. And this is the kind of girl who wants to grow and to learn. And that has really, to me personally, if I'm speaking on the personal, on the real, has showed me personally her knowledge and her skills just over the past few months of knowing her, over the past uh, almost year of knowing her, I've seen that, oh, wow, she's grown so much. Like, she just catches on so quick so that I know that if she's committed to something like a down, then she'll be ready. So I'm sure she's gonna impress. Uh, and I know I'm supposed to be biased. I'm supposed to say, no, Finstock's not doing good. <laughs>
0: yeah, we're all against the exchange on here, right? Yeah. Yes, kind of. Really quickly, Andres, I know that we talked about this a little bit before we started, all of that Spanish and good stuff. So okay. I'm not gonna embarrass myself. I know everyone in the chat wants Paul to read this, but
1: Wait,
0: Andres, if you don't, if you don't mind doing us the honor, if you can or if you would, Ooh, yeah, Oscar I,
1: Romo.
2: Yeah, because I'm the whitest guy here. You don't. Want oh, to look, look at all these bad words, guys. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say this. Um, he says. Uh, Óscar Ramos, es que chido tenerte, Andrés. Hay que hablar mucho español para confundir a, Dan- a Dani. Que no hubo español, qué lástima. Y que pues también Pld es el más güero del mundo. Ya, yeah, that's true. Yeah,
0: that was <laughs> nice. Hard eyes. He called eyes. you the
2: coolest guy ever. That's <laughs> what we'll go with. W- I'll- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he called you the whitest guy ever, but. He- <laughs> either all, way it works
1: sure. <laughs> i won't deny that as well yeah,
2: yeah. my yeah. favorite part of that is his slang using the k instead of the q u for k um yeah
0: yeah i would i would have totally missed that oscar's trying to embarrass me and i see what you're doing oscar it's fine
1: <laughs> yeah you've wanted to learn spanish you know I'm, taught-
0: i have Duolingo. i'm trying okay i'm trying yes
1: <laughs> you'll get there eventually uh swaggy bird is actually back and just wanted to say he was on delay but He's proud of you he kicks some ass and he has all the faith in the world in you.
2: It's a lot of faith.
1: A lot. <laughs> no, but it's warranted. I'm gonna win. You're gonna win. Well, yeah. let's see. The here I can pull this up now for the screen. Let's talk about this. The the tournament, this is what it was. This is the Ooh. tournament. Um okay. But uh, oh. so yeah, so what do you think about that? You got Damon versus Witt, Scrimshaw versus Alanta, Cali versus Sullivan. Wow, hapstock versus the winner of you and Josh Gavado. I don't know much about Josh Gavado. Do you know anything about him? Uh,
2: If I'm being honest, I don't, I don't. I mean, I'm going to take everyone. I I don't really, I'm a big martial arts fan. And and the biggest rule of martial arts is never underestimate your opponent. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something that I carry with me. So I'm not going to underestimate him, even though I I don't know him as much as I do like an Alex Damon or a Molly or a Scrimshaw or Ken or uh, Andrew, like these guys, I do know more But it doesn't mean that I'm overlooking him at all. Okay, Fair enough, fair enough.
1: I can't wait to see that. That's an
0: interesting bracket right there. It is. against Damon, against Alex Damon. Now we can't just say Damon anymore, because now we got both of the Damons in there.
1: Because Damon's not playing. Molly Damon, Adam Witt, Joseph Scrimshawer, Andrew Demolanta.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, I uh, totally read that wrong. I think I just had the Damon on my brain. Okay. Roxy
1: had had said that she wanted to have Alex Damon play. She was going to lay down the belt each, like each play of the tournament, but Christian wouldn't have it. So that might be good news, considering how much I don't, considering how how well he does, (laughs) pretty much. But you know, speaking of Star Wars, you did have some time on Collider when you actually got to be on Jedi Council. Talk yes. about your time on that, I man. That's the show. That's the show that brought me to this showdown, uh, because I love wow. Star Wars so much. I found Jedi Council back in the DMC days. Yeah, all the way through. So that was quite a. That's quite a legacy that they have there with you, Ken. So how was that? How was being on being on the, the council? Yeah.
2: It was a dream, man. I, I loved it. Obviously, it- it's a big change going from all the hands and all the hosts that have been on there before. Uh, so I had some major shoes to fill. And to be honest, I was slightly intimidated at first. Um, obviously, my two co-hosts are the best of the best. Uh, Emma Fife and Ken are like two of my favorite people already. Mm-hmm. We were already friends beforehand. I've known Emma forever and I, uh, I did a bunch of Comic Cons with her too. So we're very familiar with each other's voices, shout right. out to Comic-Con 2016 when we did a bunch of videos, um, <laughs> that was a lot of fun, but I knew her and I knew her knowledge and I knew her passion, that's my favorite part of Emma's, her passion for Star Wars, because we all bring our different perspective. Um, but it was great, man, obviously it was it was a short lived uh, opportunity, uh, but I loved every minute of it, man, and, and it's really something that talking about a passion of mine like Star Wars was just a joy. Uh. You know, I tell
1: him, uh, that you, man, like you said it was a little bit at the end there, but you know, even being on it with all that legacy, it just, it's a great time. Sure, it's a dream come true. Uh, Star Wars, is, I love the fact that you yeah, guys are all so positive about it, generally speaking. I mean, there's so yes. much toxicity in the fandom here. We don't need it anymore. If you don't like something, it's fine. But like, let's just talk about what you do love. Yeah. I mean, why bring about the stuff you don't love? Um, let's see, also, speaking of Star Wars, you did have a recent article you're writing for Geeks of Color. Okay, and I did check out your uh, top ten characters of the modern Star Wars era. You should pick that out. Uh, you had quite a list, quite a good list there. I was, I uh, was very to...
0: impressed. We talked. Thank about- you. I was I very impressed. impressed. Thanks for
1: checking that out, man. I did I linked this slide in there? Number six there, Doc. I won't. I won't spoil all. You should go read it. You all should go read it yourself. Uh, Doctor Afra in there is number six. I think that's a great character. Uh, right. I would love to see her and make the jump to a different medium. Go to the yeah, that's season. what I said. <laughs> yeah. If you guys don't know who that is, I try to tell Danielle about that. or she's like, I don't know who that is. I'm like, it's basically like if you take Indiana Jones, uh, make her a little more evil. <laughs> well, not evil is not the right word, but a little more selfish. Or that's pretty much the root of the comic. It's so different from the rest of the Star Wars universe.
2: It gives it its own unique voice yeah and it fits so well right it's different but it fits it's almost perfect yes. like how can there not be a person like afra inside the star wars universe like this is the kind of people and characters we want to see in star wars exactly and that, going off what you said different but similar
1: it's the only time i've ever seen it, not the only time i guess but one of the few times i've seen a character introduced that is so successful that they can stand up in the realm, she's, she's interacting with Vader, she's interacting with all these big waves of Star Wars, but yet she's holding her own. Usually these characters have to be so separated that they're taken away from everything to make it successful. She's actually up there with them and she feels like she's been there for years. You feel like she's been there for forever. You know what I mean?
2: So. Yeah, it's uh, I, I love Afra, and I'm so glad that I was able to include her on this list. So obviously anyone who hasn't, go check out that list. That's why right. I won't spoil anymore. That's, that's the only one. Dr. Howard's at six. Everything else, it's up to you to find out. I'm
1: so. sure <laughs> yeah. we'll talk about Star Wars later.
0: I love watching people talk about Star Wars. Um, I stayed away from Star mm-hmm. Wars for a while because um, the fandom was so toxic at the time. For me, at least, I, I couldn't express anything that I liked about Star Wars without someone completely jumping on me for it. But it, in my opinion, it's completely changed. I've been able to kind of deep dive into it a little bit more, and I, I really appreciate the world, and, and I love it. Uh, I love how uh, how wide it is and how inclusive it is and, and everything that's a part of Star Wars right now. So I'm really glad that I'm jumping into it now at this time just because I feel like I, I can appreciate it a little bit differently than when I was younger, like in my early twenties and stuff like that, trying to get into it. So,
2: yeah, I mean, Star Wars is that perfect mythology where anyone can get into it. And yeah, Yakovet is right. I'm Absolutely. very much.
1: <laughs> we all are. He does that. The question is, the guy who just watched all the Clone Wars, I'll let you know. He actually watched all the Clone Wars and been. Binge-
2: nice. So, he did. To Try to point it out to us.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's a nerd too. He's just trying to talk some shit.
2: He's yeah, uh, Clone Wars is so good. I love Clone Wars. <sighs> Wasn't that finale? Of the- the most fitting finale you could ever (laughs) have. Yes, yes, uh, everyone was freaking out about it, but with good reason. Uh, I've openly talked about my love for Maul. Uh, It's a character that I literally fell in love with when I was a kid watching the 1999 premiere of A Phantom Menace. uh, It was truly a special moment being introduced to that character. And now how far he's come 21 years later, it's incredible. I, I, you're speaking my language.
1: Uh, Filoni, for this, is, has his knack of doing is You take a character like Maul, who was awesome in episode one in Krabby. He had a great, but it was more flashy, not much substance. And he's added so much depth. And, of course, with not even that many episodes, a handful of episodes here and there. And he's so much of a different character now. Same thing with Ahsoka. You open up her, her first movie, the Clone Wars movie, she was terrible. She was, like, annoying. No one really liked her. But now she's, like, one of my favorite Star Wars characters of all time. <laughs> That's how he works. It's amazing how much depth he's engaged these characters.
2: Uh, yeah. It, 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 oh, oh, go ahead, Danielle. No, you go, you go. Well, well, my thing is it has a lot to do with time, right? We see how much time we spent with these characters and how each season is able to develop them and to grow them as a character. That's the great part of television, right? Where if we're introduced to someone like Amal or like an Anakin in the prequels, we get to explore so much more of his character inside Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. So much so. Uh, and, and Rebels. So to get us a little bit on. Oh, Rebels. <laughs> i could have made a top 10 list of just rebels and that's why i don't know if you noticed in my list i was like oh i i want to include every single rebels character in there because i adore rebels i love it so much and that's what I want to my next
0: venture i haven't watched anything from rebels yet and that's I just finished clone wars so now i'm going to get into rebels in just a bit yeah.
2: it's so good, you yeah. know what? It's I'm good.
0: Excited to, to get more ahsoka stuff because ahsoka was a character that i had heard about Uh, Before I watched Clone Wars, and I I knew that 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 was going to be a character that I would just love. And and I watched it, and I did. I fell in love with Ahsoka. So I'm really excited to see a a little bit more of that journey. I'm not going to lie, I did a a big YouTube dive, and I've already kind of spoiled myself with Rebels.
1: (laughs) Sometimes you can't help it. it. Since we're talking Star Wars, we should pop in the question that we've had recently. You know, we have Mandalorians coming in, and especially you're getting Boba Fett, maybe getting Tamira Morrison coming in. Now the question was, is it Boba Fett or is it Rex? Because somebody, Jeremy Mars, thinks it's going to be Rex. Uh, Captain Rex, what do you think?
2: Can you I, mean, I say, why not both?
1: <laughs> In said, I said live today, I said live today. Christian said that. And I said the said, and he kind of went, "That's a good idea. It's I'm perfect. Let us both. It's a perfect timing. You have Boba Fett alive at that time. You got Rex a little bit older. it would be, be great. Anything can yeah, get more, more. Both those characters going to be fun."
2: I, I really hope, and I know this is me being a biased animated show fan, but I hope, and I've been saying, I said it on Council, I, I really hope we get to have more characters that we watched on Clone Wars, on Rebels, be inside this amazing live action Star Wars show. Like, let's have, obviously you saw my list, but let's have Sabine. My God, wouldn't it be amazing to see a live action Sabine? That would murder me. It's got to be
1: headed in that way, don't you think? Yes. Just the way it's going, it's just set up perfectly that she's ready to be in that live action as well. Um, and and it's funny to me; it's kind of mirroring what I hope for Dave Filoni. You got the animated world, animated verse; they're going to come to live action. Dave Filoni. I'm hoping Dave Filoni, and with John Favre or not, slides up maybe into that creative head position of, at Lucasfilm. Kathy Kathy Kennedy is a great producer. I love her; like she's done great work have her be in charge of that business side, and let Filoni and Favreau just run that <laughs> creative side, like the Kevin Feige of the Star Wars, of the Lucas Filmers, I think that'd be the way to go for me. Why, like,
0: why did we let Paul start talking about Star Wars?
1: I, I, I'm, I'm trying to you, and I just started talking about Star Wars.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, it's interesting, right? Because that, that's what a lot of people have been saying. But at the same time, if you really think about it, she is responsible for the Mandalorian. Like, it, that's kind of what I said on Council, I was like, Hey guys, this is a Kathleen Kennedy production, and you guys are eating it up. She's the one who hired Favreau and Filoni to be on the show.
1: I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Let me, let me just point, point out. I am not knocking Kathy Kennedy at all. At all. Yes. Definitely she's in charge of that. I just think that I just love I would love to see Favreau and Felonias be more in charge of just, just the creative aspect of it. Sure. They know Star Wars so well. Work with Kathy Kennedy. Let her let her be really hands-on with it. Just have it because they just made the proof that they, they have their fingers in the pulse of what, Star, what makes Star Wars in a way. And I love the sequel trilogy too. I'm not, I'm not one of the people who hates anything about it. I just love Filoni so much that I think that he is the perfect guy for the role.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's great. And obviously everything he's done so far has been pretty impressive. So I can't argue with that. Right, absolutely. So.
0: Have you watched um, the Mandalorian documentary and, and that everyone's talking about the Dave Filoni, Duel of the Fates clip uh. out?
2: Yeah, I saw the two episodes and obviously that everyone clipped that out. I wish I was smart enough to be like, hey, I'll clip this out because um, everyone was like, oh, man, I've never heard this. And I'm like, Disney Plus, it's on there. Um, but yeah, everything he said is spot on. And it, and it kind of is like a, a, a battle cry for us prequel fans or prequelists um, at, because I've also been on Force Center. Shout out to Force Center. Um, I consider it my second star wars home even though i'm not part of the trio the holy trio right um i consider myself the fourth wheel in that sometimes um but either way everything he said is what i've been saying what scrimshaw's been saying what a lot of us have been saying about the prequels it's like people forget how much this meant on on just an aspect of storytelling that it was just a a different level that george lucas was reaching by the way he was telling each and every one of these jedi stories it's incredible i mean everything he said i was like yeah I've yeah. been saying that, but no one listens to me. <laughs> yeah, I love how the direct other directors kind of like were just in awe, just like watching them.
1: And at the end, they're kind of like, "Oh, did I go too far?" And I'm like, "No, you didn't. That was that was perfect. That was right, <laughs> exactly what we needed." Yeah, yeah. I'm a,
0: I'm a big time crier, so I heard that speech and I was just in in tears after after it, and I loved every second of it. It it really helped me. As someone who's who hasn't been into Star Wars for that long, really, really look at it from that type of perspective and kind of understand that part of that fight between Qui Gon Jinn and Darth Maul. So that it's, was really fun for me as like as a newer newcomer into the Star Wars universe. It's the
2: perfect it's the perfect lightsaber battle. I, I still rank it as number one. I, I did a top five lightsaber fights with uh, On Force Center. I believe a year and a half ago or two years ago. Uh, and I put that as my number one for many reasons, obviously the choreography and all that, but everything Filoni said is also why I put it up there because how much it meant. Uh, but can I, can I give a quick shout out just because you mentioned gallery, To John Favreau's quote right after that, or maybe it was right before that, when he talked about the idea of what Star Wars represents, because it's something that, again, I said on Council a million times, and it's something that I talked to uh, JTE about, shout out to JTE, um, when I went on his show debating the sequel trilogy, because he was very much anti-sequel trilogy, and I was like, everything Favreau said... In that quote i obviously i can't pull it out of my head completely but he basically says star wars is supposed to be stories of inspiration for children it's supposed to be a way to introduce these themes and metaphors uh, of discrimination of hate of good and evil of family to younger people and that's what star wars has always been it's mythology for young people to kind of grow up with these characters and this is how they learn these life lessons. And I'm like, thank you. (laughs) Again, I've been saying that forever that I really feel like people miss the mark if they're paying too much attention to like a tiny little pothole or something. And I'm like, dude, you're missing the point. The point is look at this character of Ray, and look what she's doing. Look who she is, where she's come from and what she has accomplished and look how much that can mean to so many little kids, little girls, little boys around the world. You can't take that away. No no matter how much you hate it, you just can't take away the greatness of this character and of this story about her.
1: That's exactly it. And Dave Loney said it also because he quoted George. What George has still said to this day, even though he's not there anymore, George will come in and say, make sure you make the stories hopeful. Give the kids something to hope for. I love that. Because that's what it's all about. It's a positive thing. And that's what makes me mad because the story is so positive in general. And yet the fandom
2: is not positive anymore. And it's like, where did you where did you lose that? What, what did you lose? Find uh, yourself. I know all about it. <laughs> 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 I'm on Star Wars Twitter and I was on a show where a lot of people were very much against what I was saying. And I was just like, I like it. I I enjoy it. Uh, and I think that's kind of it's gonna be my perspective pretty much for every Star Wars thing. It's not necessarily you know being a, a, a just a, a blind fan or something it's more about taking at the taking the core of every movie of every story that the star wars group wants to tell and if the core is good and it's solid then i will appreciate it and i will probably love it too
0: well i'm going to point this out really quickly from the chat chantry don is up in here
2: hey hey hey, hey.
0: Star Wars deep cuts after this interview. Let's bulldoze through this Twitch tournament. Oh.
2: Yeah, I, I have to give another, obviously, shout out to Shandrew as well, who's a, a boss and, and a great uh, teammate to have in swag. He's actually really, really cool uh, and is always super supportive and always wants to help me out and does help me out. So And a yeah. pretty good dancer. I was about to say,
1: did he have dancer? You, his dancing moves, his flossing moves at all? Are you
2: going to that? You guys saw that that uh, I, I texted Chandru. I was like with, with Smets and uh, Chandru that promo. I was freaking out. Obviously, I know he was a dancer. But the way he was able to balance the the flow of like, I'm a fun dancer kid. And I will also beat you in movie trivia was just perfect. I thought it was the best promo I've ever seen. I the better what the Skybound one they did it after. They did the black and white version of it. They took a
1: slow mo over. Yeah, and, you know, that was
2: so. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> yeah, it That's
1: was such, great.
0: Such a a swag thing to do, and I loved it. I did, I thought it really embodied your faction, and and it just I love that whole thing from start to finish.
2: Well, I told I told Chandra it was very anime. I don't know. I, obviously, you guys don't watch anime, but it's very like like the fun go lucky kid from my hero academia there's a, there's an episode about it uh, a couple episodes where he's all nice and super funny and wants to be your friend and then on the corner he's like i'm gonna kill this guy i'm gonna beat him in this battle and i'm just like that's kind of it's very over the top like you know putting an exterior of this fun go lucky guy but at the same time being a killer
0: i told paul before whenever we were trying to like prep for for this episode i was like if we don't watch anime i'll probably watch like an episode of of avatar just to get some sort of idea and i didn't and i'm sorry
2: <laughs> well it's coming uh it's coming out on netflix or it is out on netflix yes it is, yeah. I oh, it's
0: out. It is on netflix already i'm not a hundred percent sure but i know that i had heard that and that was why i was like i'll watch avatar because it's easy access right there
1: it is my, my kids have also started pushing trying to push me that because they're they know i'm a geek too but for a reason i never got to that my my oldest a huge anime person. She lo- loves that. She goes all cosplaying and all sorts of things. And she's trying to get me into a few years, but I will, I will sit down and watch a few other because everybody keeps pushing me towards that direction. So, <laughs> so how did like, like I got to ask so being Star Wars or how did you get into Star Wars in the first place? Like, where was your introduction? To yeah
2: Yeah. Um, it started with the VHS uh, VHS re-releases of the original trilogy. I okay. believe it was 96. Um, but my dad actually was a fan of it and he introduced me through that. And after that, I don't know if people remember 1996, but a lot of people weren't born in 1996, but after that, there was this release of Star Wars action figures and Star Wars commercials and everything centered around the re-release. So I got into the original trilogy based off that. And then, as I said before, 1999, I actually went to the midnight premiere of my town's uh, premiere of the Phantom Menace, like it was actually midnight, which is incredible, um, and I was a little kid, which was like the latest I've ever stayed up, uh, which was even better because I felt like I was rebelling. Uh, and at the same time, it introduced me to this new uh, Star Wars, which was the Darth Maul, Anakin Skywalker, Padme. Absolutely,
1: that's great. That's great. Too. It's funny like, you're making me feel old, though, of course,
2: because
1: I went to the I, I went to the Phantom Menace premiere. I actually slept over. Like before to get tickets, but I was like in college at that point. <laughs> Just out of college, actually, maybe even. But that's, that's great
2: that you had that kind of experience as your first thing. Because there's nothing like Star Wars in the theater. Nothing like Star Wars in the theater. Nothing like Star Wars opening night. I mean, obviously, I, you guys, I don't know if obviously you did the sequel trilogy, but the force awakens, for example, I did the same thing. (laughs) Like I I took the day off of work and I, I stayed on that. I was the first one in line. Uh, I literally spent the entire day in line. It was probably like 14 hours in line or 16 hours. Um, and that was the force awakens. So I was a conscious adult doing that. Not a little kid. Exactly so, yeah.
0: You just did a, uh, you just did a podcast and I can't remember the name of the podcast where you actually talk about Latin representation in star Wars. I haven't had a chance to listen to it, but I'm very, very much looking forward to listening to that. Do you, can you touch on that at all really quickly?
2: Oh, yeah. It's called the Octo Podcast. Shout out to Alden Diaz. He's also a Schmeldown fan, so I'm sure you guys will see him around. But he asked me to be on and we talked about how, first of all, just in general, my kind of passion of promoting Latin representation in front of the camera more often in Hollywood and how people really overlook that, even though we're 25% of the box office, which makes us the biggest minority group inside America to watch movies in general. Like Latinos watch a lot of movies and people oh. kind of forget that. Yeah. And it's, it's the idea of how Lucasfilm has almost put it upon themselves to put a Latin character in every single one of their major pictures and major movies. I mean, we have it with, with Pedro Pascal and the Mandalorian, Oscar Isaac, Benicio del Toro, casting Andor with Diego Luna, this is something that after a while you're like, wait a minute, there's a trend here and it's a positive trend. They're kind of going out of their way to say, hey, if Hollywood doesn't want to do it, we'll do it. We'll be the one to make franchises centered around Latin characters.
0: Have Uh, you seen the uh, the little interviews with um, Oscar Isaac and I'm pretty sure it's Diego Luna who do like little interviews together
2: no, together? Yes, it, was-
0: I mean, it might be it's Oscar Isaac and and someone else. Now now I feel like I'm not 100% sure if it's Diego Luna. Um, it might be someone else. The the chat might be able to tell me. But anyways, watching them two together, watching these two Latin men together, just kind of talk Spanish to each other and just kind of riff off each other is so beautiful to see. I love it.
2: Yeah. No. Oh, it might have been for um it was for that uh Ben Affleck movie, right? On Netflix? Oh, oh um Frontier? Triple show, Frontier. frontier. frontier, frontier. Right. Yeah, because they were both in that movie. So I think it was promo for that movie. That's right. That
1: was a much better movie
2: than it had any right to be. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, mine is... My favorite is still Diego Luna talking about Jabba the Hutt. I tweeted about that <laughs> when that was a big thing. And he's always so obsessed with Jabba. I don't know if you've seen this, Danielle.
0: I have not. Um, I watched It's
2: incredible. That. It's incredible. I, I'll show you afterwards. But it's really... Uh, it's essentially... Uh, uh, a clip out of every time he mentions Jabba the Hutt and how obsessed he is with him. Uh, And he pronounces it Yawa, which is the correct correct pronunciation because of the J, Yawa. (laughs) And he's just like, he's like, out of any Star Wars character, who do you want to meet? He's like, "I, I just want to meet Yawa, man. You know, he's the best. Like, I like how he's big and he's like a slut. Like he just goes off in every single interview and it's incredible. Like he's genuinely like the biggest Jabba the Hutt fan I've ever met. Or see?
0: yeah i'm gonna have to hear this for sure
2: well maybe his his dreams can come true maybe jabba will
1: appear in the in the or series you can make that work right right I, that would be perfect they would make his dream come true literally <laughs> i love that yeah it sets up time wise he's a little rebel guy he needs to go a little on the outskirts on the fringes he might have to deal with a criminal underlord that could be good i like that like where's this going
0: i like it yeah. i like it
1: so-
0: <laughs> I, I would be remiss if uh, we didn't take a quick second to transition over from Star Wars to, to right. from Paul's favorite property. It's so my favorite property, Paul. Do I have permission to change the conversation? Do,
1: because I like the property too.
0: So we're good. Yes, sure <laughs> I do, But I definitely, absolutely, it's tradition for me to take something off of my bookshelf and introduce Mr. George R. R. Martin to the oh, bookshelf.
2: nice.
0: Yes, I uh, have. You read any of the books? I think I remember seeing something one time that you were going to pick them up.
2: Yes, yes, I have.
0: And you've read the entire series.
2: Yes. Ah, yes. man, they're
0: so good. I love the book series *A Song of Ice and Fire* is one of my favorite things. I have like everything. I have the maps. I have almost every single property from it. I love the show very, very much. And you, uh, you were on something with Ken. Right?
2: Casterly Talk. Yeah, yeah. I'm still oh. on that. Yeah. Am, <laughs> it's yeah. still a show. We're still doing it. Uh, Casterly Talk is our Game of Thrones podcast. We did it for season eight. Um, our after show, we did it before season eight. Actually, we did it after season seven, leading up to season eight, and then obviously we did uh, episode recaps. Uh, it's me, Lon, Rachel, and Ken talk. It's it's the most nerdy. Like if you're reaching, like Jake Yakabet is probably freaking out right now. It's yeah. like nerdy, nerdy, nerdy. When when we did the finale recap. And and the and the episode before that, it was like, I was like, this is heaven. Rachel, Lon, Kent, like the most nerdy people I've ever met, and I'm like keeping up with them because I'm a crazy nerd too. It's it was amazing.
0: Oh man, I'm gonna have to go back and try to yeah. find those because I know I know that I missed them. There was a, a big time like whenever the seasons were on. I was really into a lot of like. Um, a Song of Ice and Fire book theorist. So I was following a lot of those people and stuff like that. So just yeah. all of that stuff. Do you personally feel like the show ending is going to be similar to the book ending?
2: Yes. And I, I've said that on the podcast before. And I think that's the one mistaken thing that I feel like a lot of people are overlooking. Everyone's okay. like, George is gonna fix it. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that came from George, guys. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everything you saw is gonna be somewhat in the book. I'm sure we're gonna get different stories, especially the Greyjoy thing oh might my... be completely different. Oh my god. Uh, it is completely different in the book. So it
0: really is.
2: Uh, And I'm crossing my fingers for for Littlefinger. Obviously, if you've seen any episode or listened to any episode of Casterly Talk, my Littlefinger love is hardcore. I, I wanted him I, on the throne. I, 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 <laughs> I wanted Littlefinger the whole right?
1: time. I was trying to get Littlefinger on the throne the entire Me
0: time. Me too. About Littlefinger, how Littlefinger isn't the bad guy. Littlefinger is actually the good guy in it because he's trying to break down this establishment of hierarchy and this and this rule that that's in there. And he's he's just a a nobody coming into this world and trying to just completely dismantle it. And and there's a lot like a lot of things with Sansa's chapters. Like Sansa's a very unreliable uh, narrator. So there's a lot of twists and turns, like even with the unkiss, with, with the Hound. So you know that that didn't happen. And are we very sure that that creepy shit with Littlefinger did actually happen to Sansa? It's kind of, she's an unreliable narrator. She's my favorite character in the entire series. Absolutely, 100%. But I've always had that theory that Littlefinger is actually the good guy. in it. So. I'm
1: going with that. I could go with
2: that. I'm with <laughs> it. I love it. I love Littlefinger. He's clearly one of my favorite characters. I've really like her characters of... All of literature,
1: to be honest, though he's so in depth and so good. Yeah. Tim Franco, don't put that evil on us. Don't don't do that. Don't put.
0: Don't that
1: evil. say that. Like, don't evil on us. I love you, Tim, but you can't say
2: that because no. he's got. Him. I mean, he's got two more. So.
0: Two more. I that's mean, a Winter, lot. of <laughs> Winter is going to come out next week, anyway, right? So. Uh,
2: here.
0: Yeah. Andres, <laughs> have you read the Forsaken chapter that's supposed to be in Winds of Winter?
2: I haven't. No. Wait. I, I think I have. It's Wait, remind a, me.
0: It's an Aaron Greyjoy chapter. So it's Aaron Greyjoy no. after he's been captured. It's uh, it's his first chapter in Winds of Winter. It might actually be a little bit farther into the book, but it's it's after Aaron has been captured by Euron, and it's it's a deep... fuck. It's my... Favorite chapter if if that chapter gets published the way that it is It will be my absolute favorite chapter in the entire series because Davos 3 in in uh, Dance is my favorite the whole Fucking Wolfstand House Manderley, shit. Like that's my that's my shit. North remembers, man. But the Forsaken chapter, I will send you a link. I will find it and I will send oh, it. Oh
2: yeah, please to do.
0: It. It's amazing. It really deep dives into a lot of lore into the entire series. I'm sorry, the Danny anyway, I'm sorry.
2: No, totally okay. okay.
0: I can talk about this shit all day long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sure we'll get into more of it. but uh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> going back to Schmodown real quick before we hit, I think it's almost time for this or that, but going back into Schmodown, I got to say, I always ask this question for people because it kind of makes me think of things. Is there any, if you couldn't have been with Winston, if you had to picked another squad to be on,
2: who would oh, you man. Pick? I feel like this is sacrilegious <laughs> like I don't know if I'm allowed to because if I say anyone's name I'm sure I'll hear it from my faction uh I know Winston is around so <laughs> um that's a great question man um I'm, I'm I'm actually and I know I might surprise some people but I'm actually very partial to uh Roxy uh, again, going back to the AfterBuzz days, I've known Roxy forever, right. uh, and it's one of those things where I've seen her grow, and I've seen her career grow, and knowing who she is behind the scenes, uh, she's so cool and supportive and kind uh, and a go-getter and passionate. I would probably would probably go with Finstock. No, <laughs> Uh no, I'd probably go with her. I'd go with her. <laughs> You're gonna talk around to the worst. If worst. I was a free agent, I guess. Yeah. And and if, if Winston was off the board for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Sabrina was
0: on Roxy's uh show earlier today. Good answer. Sabrina was on Roxy's show earlier today and Sabrina kept referring to you as Andres. And Roxy was like, "You call him that?" <laughs> and she was just cracking up at that so much. I thought it was hilarious.
2: Yeah, um, it, back to the good old days of Ace. Uh, shout out to 2015 Comic Con. I don't know if uh, people remember that, but that's when we got to hang out quite a bit. It was uh, it was a group of us. Uh, Tom was actually there too, uh, but we all hanged out a lot. And it was Roxy was a part of the crew, so that's where we got to know each other. It was fun. Yeah, she's uh, she's cool. Yep.
0: Yeah. Okay. Roxy yeah. is very much in contention for manager of the year. I feel like she is all the time, but she's doing a great job. I love to watch her manage and, um, you know, Winston is kind of a, a sneak, a sneak pick in that. I think he's doing a great job as well.
2: Winston's a boss. Like, like I'm I'm here to gas him up, but I'm going to gas him up right now. All the hype, like all the hype, man. Winston deserves it. He's He's both really smart and supportive. And he's able to give me tips and advice and set me up with people and really be there to be like, hey, man, this is you. Uh, and that's that's the best. Honestly, like he's great. And obviously, uh, Kate, I mean, obviously, Kate's doing really well. And I recently saw her on on Darina's, uh dance stream. I don't know if you guys tuned into that. She's yes! A- She's a pro dancer. Like I'm talking pro level dancer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she crashed it, man. It was so good to see her. Uh Kate was Kate came on chill to action um, a few weeks ago and she was actually the very first episode where we broke a thousand views. No way. That's yeah. correct, Paul, right?
2: Yeah, we're so she you. She she's
0: it, the, of the time a She's a hoot and a holler, man. Love Kate so much.
2: That's great. <laughs> I would love to meet her. I haven't had the chance if I'm being honest. So oh, uh, oh, she's a sweetheart. She's yeah just seeing her go off i was like man she's like low-key like a j-lo backup dancer like she is good like she can be in music videos like it was amazing i just love seeing that and knowing that she's in the Down and killing it so it's yeah. even better
0: winston um, also a fellow texan so you know we got a rep like that
1: there you go There you go. winston's actually bring back winston i think you're right winston is a sneaky sneaky pick cause especially how far he's come i remember when he was announced there he didn't have a, a stellar playing career for example you never but then like he was asked like what he was looking for and it's kind of he made these he's looking for more characters and what fit in his personalities and yet he's being the perfect mouthpiece he's just got he's being there for his players he's got this really supportive vibe he's got some humorous aspect keeping you guys loose like his his little thing with Roxy with he proposed with the uh, giving her the L yeah it's it great, great. It was great. Yeah, so, I can't wait to see what he has to do next too.
0: So, so good. I love
2: yeah. that yeah it's a blast. I mean, obviously uh, for the Parker match, we had a lot of fun. I-, I was texting him about ideas as far as what we can do with the promo uh, for the entrance. I'm great. Uh, and, and, yeah, it was a great combination about just kind of uh, putting our head together and trying to have fun, which is, I think we accomplished at least that. <laughs> at that least in the beginning. That. that was a low
1: key one. Actually, I actually liked that part. That was actually pretty fun. A low key one of my favorite uh, promos in the beginning for that, because it was very spot on, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, they could tie it with that so well is it time Danny should we go into uh it
0: is before we go into th- this or that I'm so sorry Paul I do want to point out that we have a stream labs oh,
1: okay.
0: uh, okay. yes a stream lab sent in from Justin Hamilton big shout out Justin uh donated a dollar mm-hmm. man ace ace is the first guy we interviewed on the let's get ready podcast
2: yeah, yeah. that's right
0: yeah, the joy and smile he gets talking about Star Wars is exactly why it will never die. It's about being here, it's about being here and now in the coronavirus, but yet we can, and now in the coronavirus, but yet we can escape to a galaxy far, far away and be 13 again. Absolutely, Justin, yes. thank you so much. Justin's
2: great. I love Justin. Uh, he stood out to me quite a bit when we did that interview and I was like, oh, this is cool. No,
0: <laughs> yeah, they're doing right. a great job at the Let's Get Ready, so big shout out to them
2: yeah absolutely. yeah it, it's one of those things where when you're when you're in high school and you're the nerdy kid back in my high school era uh now it's cool but back in my era it wasn't cool uh so when i meet cool dudes like him and obviously like makuga for example who uh who's a, a genuinely a friend of mine and a really cool guy i'm just like man i want to be cool i want to be like that guy so <laughs> he's one of them
1: yeah All Right. Well, it's time for This or That, which uh, if you haven't seen our show before, everybody, is where I'm going to give Ace two uh, things. It could be anything up my wand, really. Um, He gets to decide between them. He can ask for clarification. He could just go off any direction he'd like. It's really up to him. So without further ado, we always start with this question. Uh, I'm wondering if explanation might be needed. I don't know what to say. Hopefully, I
0: I don't know if an explanation. Sometimes
1: they are, sometimes they're not, but we'll go with it. There's There's one right answer on this podcast.
0: There's only one right answer on this one, so.
1: That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Are you team Guy, team Andrew Guy,
2: or are you team Trader? Oh, man. That's a a lot. (laughs) That's a loaded question. Uh, (laughs) Only one right answer, Guy or Trader? Uh, (laughs) uh, Can I say (laughs) Trader? Uh, to trader, oh, <laughs> let's make in your future
1: endeavors, and i uh, will have it was great having you on the show. And we'll yeah, <laughs> hey guys, have a good
2: night. No, <laughs> yeah, oh, that's fine. All right, we'll, let's, we'll, uh, it. Let's,
0: we'll allow it. We'll
2: allow we'll it. we go
0: we just got to put you on the left side of the of, the, of our spreadsheet now so very good side. <laughs> Sorry,
2: guys
1: that's okay all that's okay. <laughs> uh, right how about we know you've been talking about the doing the last dance reviews for the, the, the,
2: oh, the yeah oh right. I just, yeah
0: when you to the last one that you did with jt on it, it was very good
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah, I love talking about basketball. I don't
0: understand why people underestimate Scottie Pippen. I've been saying this for fucking years. Like, I'm not the biggest. Like, I can't scuba dive into basketball. I can snorkel into basketball, but I've been a Scottie Pippen fan for a very long time. So,
2: so good. I I can go off about Scottie. So, yeah. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) Okay, that's okay. Moving. So let's do the angel question now. Jordan or
1: LeBron?
2: Uh Yeah. So this is something that's obviously all over espn right now and it's a big conversation uh honestly jordan and and i've said it for years now it's not just a documentary that's talking to me i know the legend that is michael jordan i really feel like he is beyond a special athlete he's just a special human um obviously lebron what differentiates the two is obviously lebron's size Mm -hmm. and lebron's passing I, i i mean if you look at the nba even this year if the NBA season ended now and they canceled it, the leader in assist is LeBron James. Yeah. It, look it up on Google right now. That's a big deal. The fact that he's able to turn into almost a Magic Johnson type guy, while at the same time being one of the best finishers ever, makes LeBron James clearly one of the greatest of all time. But still, Michael Jordan is the best. I go there, with that.
0: There, there's a um, – I just want to touch on that really quickly. Like, there's – there's a legacy that, uh, Ace, I know that you and I are close to the same age. Um, growing up in the 90s, the, l- Michael Jordan was something else and just something different. And, um, you, you know, 90s kids, even if you weren't into basketball or anything like that, it didn't matter if you were into sports or not. You knew who Michael Jordan was. And it wasn't just because of Space Jam or anything like that. It all, He just transcended into a lot of different things, especially into, like, I've, I've been, like, fucking been into sneakers, but here's another thing from my show.
2: Oh, nice. I've
0: been a sneaker head for a very, very long time.
2: Whose who's shoe size is that? No, I'm playing. Whose shoes?
0: <laughs> no, I, I used to work at Foot Locker. I used to be a manager for Foot Locker.
2: Oh.
0: Yeah. So I used to be a manager at Foot Locker. So I have a lot. This is actually my favorite shoe ever. And this is why I have them. It's my Air Max 97 yo I to to it, but i i've been a sneakerhead for a very long time and um lebron's like lebron has done that and I, I love lebron way more than i love jordan as a person just because what lebron does for for the community and different things like that are certain things that michael jordan never did for the community but when it comes to uh pop culture overall michael jordan i feel like has always had the bigger impact into it and um, that just from that perspective, not not alone just from the sports perspective of it, but like from pop culture, I feel yeah. like Michael Jordan definitely changed, completely changed the game. Like LeBron wouldn't have sneakers the way that he does if it wasn't for Michael Jordan. And, and pop culture wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for Michael Jordan in that time. So I, I definitely agree with you on that sort of thing. And I think when it comes to basketball, I'm more on the LeBron side than the Michael Jordan side. But overall, MJ. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Sorry, I ranted. I right.
1: I almost put, I put the timer up for you.
0: I know. So we have this thing. I do, I do this thing called Danny Rant. Like, if you get me talking about a subject that I'm into, I just oh, wow. fucking stop. Paul has yeah. a timer. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's our countdown. That's all meaning of podcast, by the way. It's just me <laughs> ranting. If anyone ever listens, I'm sorry ahead of time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. everyone.
1: I will just drop in my basketball real quick and say that I have to throw – I was a Larry Bird guy myself growing up because I was a boss. Yeah. So we'll go with that. There one. you go. Oh,
0: man, I wanted to say something else, but we don't have to. All
1: right. Uh, we go – okay. How about this? Uh, this is a question that's come up in the Action Army podcast now. As far as grilled cheese, do you put butter on it? Oh, my God. Or do you put mayo on it to grill it?
2: Oh, uh, man. Oh, uh... man. I feel like it's a wrong answer either way. <laughs> um,
0: have you ever heard I, of it before?
2: I I I have it. Okay. Okay, My guys. thing is, isn't it butter? Isn't <laughs> it?
0: <laughs> That's nice. The post butter with our sweet, lovely co-host Miss Alex Shashek and and her sweet, darling husband Lucas Shashek always fuck and other people in the fucking general's chat y'all this is this drives me insane i'm so sorry i do not like mayonnaise i have a just do not and oh really and so but there's this thing where you toast it with mayonnaise like you're like whenever you grill the grilled cheese you put the mayonnaise on the front side and it's supposed to taste better i don't know i hate this question. <laughs> <laughs> my,
2: my thing is like Torture. what if you yeah, I mean obviously I-, I feel like butter is the correct answer, but yeah. either way, if you put like a-, a tiny bit of butter and add like a tiny bit of mayonnaise, I'm always at the why not both one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Back to why, not, why not both? <laughs>
2: yeah. I can't see that being a good answer.
1: Okay, fair enough, fair enough. That was for you that was for you, Alex. We wanted to get that out yeah. in there for her. Uh, okay. Moving on, how about Kyla Ren or Anakin Skywalker?
2: oh man oh that's a tough one this is a real tough one the other ones weren't as tough but this one
0: <laughs> they get a little hard. um <laughs> so if,
2: if you say anakin though I, if i can keep in clone wars in there too you can do it he's a kind of incredible character right i mean and he also has the ahsoka connection he has the chosen one connection, but I, I mean, obviously I've wrote, I wrote about Kylo Ren and I feel like he's truly a special character. Uh, oh man. All right. Just, just because of my prequel fans out there, I'm going to go Anakin, okay. but it's, it's closer than people think. It is. You know, I,
1: I would think exactly the same way. Anakin is the chosen one, but Kylo Ren did have a great, great arc. I want to see more of him, but
0: I'm oh, so sorry. I have to let my dog out. I'm so sorry. That's
1: okay. We'll Hopefully, we'll get more of him in a in some kind of expanded version cartoon. Oh movie. yeah, I would love to see that. I would love to see a post uh, Jedi Luke Skywalker Kylo Ren animated series. Like kind of like. Ooh. The, like, Jedi yeah. Movie. That could be really even awful.
2: even if it's not. I mean, I've heard that before. I've heard people say that. But what about live action series?
1: <laughs> the young around, Kylo.
2: I was getting around the recast. Young Ben. The young
0: Ooh, who would you cast as a young Ben Skywalker?
1: What you got? Oh, No,
0: back. wait, solo. It's Ben Solo, not Sky yeah, yeah,
1: solo. I don't, I don't
2: know. I have no idea. I do not want Did that question. Me? No.
1: <laughs> I went animated only because you can have Mark able to do the voice to feel closer. That's the only reason I've got to go animated. But yeah. I can, both ways could be cool, though. So. All right. Um, I'm going to get you in trouble here. Okay. I'm going to tell you that right now. So, RB3 or Sabrina?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that. Why <laughs> not? This is a forfeit on on my part. I love.
0: Why both?
2: <laughs> yeah, why not both? I, I I love both of my my co-hosts so much, and they're the best. And each of them brings something unique and individual into the meaning of podcast and into life in general. For crying out loud, they're superstars. Uh, I always say if you listen to First Cut or the Meaning of that, they're like my my star players on My team, and I'm just a point guard, I'm just there to pass the ball. Um, there's my basketball reference for you guys, but that's how I see myself as like a, a point guard, there to just feed them the ball and they shoot the threes, they dunk the ball, I pass them the alley oop, and then they Zion Williamson, um, all over the place. So,
0: Pelicans, yeah. okay, baby,
2: that is the correct answer. So, that's, the that's,
0: that's not a great way to put it. I really love that you put it in that perspective. That's that's really nice.
1: Going back to basketball, that was me giving the Giving the pass to do the layup for be- <laughs> There you go. Uh, we actually had a stream lab of this or that thrown in there by Jake Alcovetta This or that, and this is a good one because actually I was going to ask this later on, but playing Robert Parker in your or playing Alex
2: Damon in Star Wars.
0: Oh,
2: okay. Ooh. Um, maybe because my confidence is higher right now in Star Wars, I'm going to say I'd rather play Alex. Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. And and obviously, all credit to Robert Parker, who I've ranted about and how great he is uh, on my podcast and on other episodes uh, on on the Let's Get Ready podcast, who I talked about how great he is. But at the same time, part of it has to do with my knowledge in Star Wars and other things that it's not as high in other areas in inner geekdom, even though I still feel like I can keep up. Um, but Robert Parker is the real deal, man. He's the yeah. real deal. Yeah, <laughs> he definitely showed it.
0: Meet Baby Parker. And yes,
2: I. Got,
1: I'm trying to break hearts and friendships, supposedly. Yep. And I Let's guess work. I, I heel commentator.
0: Did, did, <laughs> did, I, did that ever come clear on chill like that's like the face and the heel. Did no one ever catch that connection?
1: The whole time it's been that way, but. <laughs> All right. How about this, uh, the Cassian Andor series, or
2: the Obi wan series? Oh. See now, now you're really pushing it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Welcome, for that. <laughs>
2: here's, my, here's my thing. Um, obviously, I'm super excited about the Cassian Andor series, but personally, I've been a part of that little Star Wars group that's been ranting about Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi since it came out. Like, Obi-Wan is my favorite character, and Ewan is one of my favorite characters. Best parts of that, right? I mean, obviously Alec brought his own style, but the character really grew through Ewan and Ewan's version. Obviously, uh, Clone Wars isn't necessarily Ewan, um, but at the same time, it's still his character. And I think people mistake the idea of like, oh, we've seen Obi Wan before, because I've heard that argument quite a bit. My thing is like, not Ewan's. We've seen we've seen Ewan's in 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 a couple movies in the prequels, but not his live action character in a in a show or in a series. Or in a movie, uh, which is something that I've been wanting forever. Ewan McGregor, Obi Wan, is my favorite Star Wars character of all time.
0: I love Ewan McGregor just in general.
2: Yeah, he's incredible. Yeah. I
0: feel like just he's so it. good
2: in Doctor Sleep. So good. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. Right? And. That was such an
1: underrated movie. And- in the outfit. Yeah. Big Fish as well. I think people totally slept on Dr. Sleep last year. I was, I was one was my
0: favorite i I loved that book and I loved what they did with the movie. Um it they just I'm I'm not gonna go into a Danny Rant. Um <laughs> McGregor did a wonderful job in that movie. Uh, as soon as I heard that he was cast to play Danny Torrance, instantly I was yes, fuck yes, you got it, you did it. Congratulations. So Save I great. love that movie and that book. It's
1: great. John going with Andor. I think that's the hotter take and that's good. I mean, I'm, I'm happy for, i guess it's amazing.
2: One, one of my favorite Star Wars characters, mm-hmm.
1: especially when he has uh, Alan Tudyk with him as well. Uh, K- no. K2 K-2's amazing uh, too. He's a great character. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and yes, Ewan is a beautiful man. It's very true. It's very true.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, okay. How about I'll throw some more at you. Tyrion mm-hmm. Lannister
2: or Jamie Lannister? Oh, get ready for a hot take from me. <laughs> because I've been talking about Jamie Lannister forever. I've been, I've, go listen to Casterly talk. Jamie Lannister is one of my favorite Game of Thrones characters, characters in general. I love Jamie Lannister, his backstory, the idea of, of killing the Mad King, of having that pressure, but at the same time being the hero and never getting recognized for it and always I, being hated. Oh, man. Jamie Lannister, even though Tyrion's amazing, but Jamie, Jamie for me.
0: Tyrion is a cool character, but here's the thing Tyrion's also an evil character, and that's very much coming into these next books to where you can definitely see. I mean, <laughs> I don't he's know. selfish. She's a selfish or character. Or are you just trying to deny this? Because don't be in denial about Tyrion Lannister because there's been a lot of... like, If you look at anything that he talks about Penny, like the, the the other little person that's with him in that specific space where he's at in uh, Dance with Dragons... <laughs>
2: <laughs> Time <sorry>. is up. <laughs> no. Over. You, uh, no, that's fine. That's
1: That's <laughs> fine. <whoa. All right. laughs> <laughs> i would just say more
0: no it's jamie lannister Yes, yeah, you're right you're
1: okay let's right. okay, go with that uh, a little food question we, we, i gotta tell the action army we're always about food so we always have a lot of food debates yeah uh, we loaded
2: fries or poutine say the first one again uh, loaded fries. fries
1: loaded fries like bacon and cheddar cheese and yeah
2: <laughs> loaded mm-hmm. fries right right uh... <laughs> I feel like that's the correct answer. It is definitely the correct answer.
0: Motor fries are great, but poutine, cheese curds in gravy, ugh, and potatoes.
1: Okay. How about live action Disney movies that are coming out, Hercules
2: or Mulan? Oh, oh, well, here's, it's, it's tougher for this one, right? Because we've seen the trailer. We've seen a ton of footage from Mulan. So we know what we're getting. Mm -hmm. We don't know what we're getting with Hercules live action. So I feel like this one's a little tougher. Um, If I'm being, you know, what's funny. These two happen to be two of my probably top five Disney animated movies ever. Mulan is number two for me. Aladdin's my favorite, but I I would probably go. Yeah, I'd probably go Aladdin, Mulan and, and Hercules is up there. I'd probably put it as three or four. So that's a good question. Um, just based off, based off what I like, I would say Mulan, because I feel like that, that pitch to me is one of the best Disney live action pitches in a while versus the other ones might've been a bit repetitive. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know what your guys' opinions are on the Disney live action ones, but for me, the best pitch is like, Hey, it's a warrior lady who goes undercover to save her family and ends up kicking so much ass. I'm just like. Yeah, I want to see this Chinese epic film. Yeah, count me in. So for okay. me, it's Mulan.
0: Absolutely, 100%. And regardless, if they're not having the Mushu element inside of it, there's still a lot of things that they're taking from it. Like with that, when that sorceress turns into the little eagle, that like that's from the fucking cartoon. And so that magical element is still there, and I'm super fucking
2: excited. Only <laughs> thing, Mulan happens to be all-time soundtrack for me. Yeah. I know every single one of those songs by heart. Like, Make a Man Out of You is my anthem. I, I got to
0: see Donnie and Marie in Las Vegas, and Donnie, uh, Donnie sang that song. Why can't I think of their fucking last name? Donnie Osman sang that song at that show. That was uh, the best Las Vegas show that I, I've seen, like, three. That was the best Las Vegas show that I've ever seen. Donnie and Marie it was my fucking favorite, and he did I'll Make a Man Out of You, and it was beautiful.
2: It's <laughs> It's the one... Song that I literally go full musical mode every time I'm watching the movie. I will get up and start dancing, and start singing along. Uh, don't get me started now. Let's get up. D- no I'm playing. Um,
1: Turn into. you the
2: status met. No. Um. But either way, I yeah. Mulan's incredible. That soundtrack is incredible. Perfect. perfect. Perfect.
1: Perfect. Uh. Let's see. I got two or three more. Um. I do this one a lot, but I kind of always want to hear somebody's answer on this. Han Solo or Indiana Jones.
2: Got to go. I love Indy. I love him. I really do, but Han just because of my Star Wars first love. Even though I also grew up with Indy and I also love Indiana Jones and those are kind of movies that my family and I have been watching for years. But Han is just legendary get that
1: i completely get that it's funny i get a lot of different questions a lot of different answers to that from very passionate it's just a lot of different uh, animations on that but i get that i go Tana as well myself but uh yeah. i guess after watching indiana jones movie though i might switch it up though. it's that close to me
0: <laughs> yeah yep. i have my own danny rant for crystal skull but that's not for here
1: Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, All right, we'll end up with this one, one and more. I think tougher ones for you as well, uh, based on what we've talked about already. One more last
2: Star Wars one. Clone Wars or Rebels? Oh, see, this one I've heard before, and it's actually really hard, (laughs) right? Because here's the thing. Clone Wars lets us dive into characters that we already love or I already love, for example, right? I mean, to me, Clone Wars gave me more... You and Obi-Wan gave me more Anakin. It gave me Ahsoka. It gave me uh, one of the best storylines I've ever seen when it comes to the clone troopers and their growth and their progression as characters. Um And Padme, my God, Padme is one of the best Star Wars characters ever. And it gave us more Padme, which I feel like is is clearly one of the most underrated Star Wars characters because a lot of people overlook her in the prequels. Yes. Um, But in the Clone Wars, she's like the biggest badass in the show. Um, and at the same time, Rebels uh, has Hera, which is also legit one of my favorite all-time Star Wars characters. Uh, Wendy Lee and I have bonded over our, our mutual love for Hera. Oh. I think Hera is like the epitome of peak uh, Star Wars leaders, uh, and and pilots. Uh, and Sabine is incredible. Kanan made me cry. Uh, it's it's tough, man. Um. Purely based off what I already said about Obi-Wan, I'll probably go Clone Wars. Okay,
1: I get that. Yeah. That's a good point Sean Sullivan brings up, actually. It's either all of Rebels or the best bits of Clone Wars because Clone Wars has more lows, but it also has highs that are way higher. And I get that
2: aspect Can Can I say what? Rebels is the slightly better show in my opinion. I know I'm sacrilegious with that. I still feel like Rebels might be the better show. But if I had to choose my favorite, I'd probably still go Clone Wars. If that makes sense. No, it does make sense. I I think I have to lean towards Clone Wars myself only because I like the Clone
1: Wars representation of Hondo and Naka a little better than in Rebels. I love Hondo. I think Hondo's a great character.
0: (laughs) I'm going to go with Clone Wars also because that's the only one that I've seen. (laughs) I finished Clone Wars. I was super late at night, a couple of glasses of wine deep, and I tweeted, I'm going to name my firstborn Rex.
2: Oh, wow. What a name. They're like from Toy Story?
1: <laughs>
0: yes, 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 yes. After a dinosaur. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Uh, all right. Well, that's where we will end this or that. So thank you for that. Uh, we'll get into uh, – we have some stream labs already. Yeah. Super chats are ready. This is the time now if you want to ask any questions. Uh, put that, We'll put that link in the chat. Jake, we'll put that link, or Kelsey, will put that link in the chat there. Uh, streamlabs.com slash – it's Call to Action Podcast. Action Podcast. I always forget if it's a pod or podcast, but Call to Action Podcast. Yeah. Uh, get those questions in now. Um, I'll read a few of the ones we got, but for, before we do that, we'll do our plugs. Dan, want to do the plugs for it, Danielle?
0: That's right. Uh yeah. uh <laughs> the plugs are bad for me at this moment because now all of a sudden I can't think of what's going on. Uh, but this Wednesday coming up on schmo Bates, I'm super pumped about that one. Uh, it's, um, if you haven't heard about schmo Bates, is where we basically do movie fights that are schmodown related. And, uh, this week on Wednesday, it's going to be myself up against Brandon Buckingham general, Brandon Buckingham. Buck. And we are going to be, uh, debating over best action team action moments I believe is what it is I don't know 100% Alex likes to keep it low for her competitors I know that she said it but she doesn't really give us the details until about the day of so we can get our our arguments settled and all of that good stuff so I'm looking forward to that. So you can catch me on there on Wednesday, and you can catch that every Wednesday on the Call to Action podcast. Alex does a great fucking job with Schmobates. She gets a lot of actual Schmodown competitors that compete with that. So always make sure that you check us out on Wednesdays at 9.30 Central, I believe, uh, is the time that that usually goes live. So go ahead and check that out. And then, uh, Paul, really quickly uh, remind me who we have coming on next week for Chill to Action.
1: Okay, well, actually we have a couple. We still have a couple weeks out. We uh, have two weeks scheduled at this point. Next week, we are bringing on the wonderful, the talented, and behind the scenes Eric Rodriguez, Nerd Chronics, and I Woo! come Oh, great. Discuss the background. or everything. I like to speak all things of the promo, the best promo man in the biz. Um, and then Hi, the Eric. week after that, we have the man who is in the chat, at least at some point, Tim Franco, it's in the tank, is going to come on, uh, on call on Chill to Action. So those are two good shows in a row.
0: Also, that next, that Monday with Tim Franco is actually my birthday Monday.
2: Ooh. Uh,
0: Yes. Uh, The big three, three, y'all. So come in and hang out in the chat with us because we will, I will have like a birthday thing for that. So it'll be fun.
1: Uh, and real quick Robert Adams wants you to know that make sure you undercut everything Brandon says by reminding him that Whataburger is great
0: it's, I feel like it's unfair to for like I've been a part of Action Army since day one so what the, I have all of the arguments and, <laughs> and Danny Rant is a, is a real thing
1: so. <laughs> I
0: was made for Schmo Bates
1: <laughs> perfect, perfect. Uh, and that's it of course we have, we'll have Call Live next week as well uh, uh, so that's who our plugs for this week are uh, let's go into uh, Stream Streamlabs and the Super Chat. Uh, I'm going to get the Super Chat up if I can put that on screen first. Since uh, it- like- <laughs> that's... There, there it is. Oscar Romo back. He's not giving me any questions in Spanish this time, luckily. So I can actually read it. Do you have a favorite moment or moments in Star Wars to get you emotional? Myself, Leia, at the end of Rogue One. And spoiler alert, Twilight of the Apprentice. Which, yes, I think... Oh,
0: I don't know what Twilight of the Apprentice is. It
1: is an episode in
2: Rebels.
0: Oh.
1: Oh, good, good moment.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot, if I'm being real. There's a ton that I feel like I get emotional. Um, mm. What can I say without spoiling a segment in Rebels? Uh, it's someone's... Never mind, I'm not going to say it. I just don't want to spoil it. <laughs> the, final season? the final season? It is the final season, yeah. It's a certain moment in the final season featuring a certain Jedi uh, doing something pretty incredible uh, and allowing Turn everyone during a great escape, a great escape. Uh, yes uh, yeah. yes uh, that actually made me tear up quite a bit. Um, in the films I'm gonna go to the sequel trilogy. Uh, uh, I've been vocal about how I, I cried every time I watched the Rise of Skywalker <laughs> uh, and I saw it like four or five times in theaters. And every time the same bits of the movies would make me cry. Uh, A lot of it with Ray, which which is a big is a big part of it, and uh, especially towards the end, uh, the trio hugging together, uh, Chewie getting Han's medal. the uh, rise moment of her getting up and hearing all the Jedi makes me tear up every single time.
0: I just really um, watched that. I just watched that movie last night before I went to bed. So it's very fresh in my mind. And I that scene particularly, like I had to go and like re- I, every time that scene comes on, I need to read every single Jedi that is in there and it's my favorite.
2: Yeah, and, and f- same with Force Awakens. Uh, the very end of the Force Awakens when Luke is there and he pulls off the hood, it's it makes me cry. Uh, yeah, so many great moments. I'm a very tearful guy. I'm a very emotional dude. I will cry.
1: <laughs> I cry at commercials, and this one cries at it, that one. Cry
0: no. at it. <laughs> and on, on commercial, I cried on the, the the paper is folded in a way that someone appreciates it. Oh my God, that's so beautiful. I'm
1: surprised she hasn't cried tonight so far at some point.
0: I'm, I'm a crier. I'm, I'm a
1: big crier. <laughs> right, I it. blame
0: all of the Disney movies. I'm a big Disney fan, so I blame all of that.
1: Yes. Okay, uh, let's see. All right, Streamline from earlier on today. Uh, a. Torres donated five says, Hey, guys, Ace, what do you think of having an animated vision in the, st- the down? Also, A Feast of Crows is one of my favorite books. What do you guys think of the, how the, those characters were treated in the show and the characters that were cut like Ariane Martel?
2: Ooh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a two-hour podcast. That's yeah.
0: my mind right there. Woo!
2: Uh, yikes. Big yikes. I-, I can write papers on that, books wow. on that, for crying out loud. I've Just really- the idea of, of, I don't know, I-, I really do feel like D&D, and I call him D&D. Um, the creators of the show really missed the mark on the whole Dorn angle, which happens to be one of my favorite stuff in the book, too. Okay. Um, and obviously features the Red Viper, my boy, uh, the Mandalorian himself.
0: Auburn Martell, um, that's
2: right. And what was the, the first question? It was about,
1: let me, actually, I didn't I'm sorry. That's okay, I did too. It's, I lost it too. One second, let me get back up to where it was. Oh, I just lost it in
2: here. Yeah. Oh, it was an anime division. So, anime division
1: in down. anime division
2: in down. Here's my thing about, I've heard this before. Here's my thing about an anime division. Anime, a lot of people watch anime films, mm-hmm. no doubt. However, it's not as popular as anime series. Mm-hmm. For example, Boku no Hero, uh, Attack on Titan, Any kind of those animes that are currently happening now, Demon Slayer, those are the kind of animes that people are watching and that has a lot of fans. When it comes to anime films, they tend to be a little bit more uh, not as popular, I guess you can say. The biggest one is Your Name, which came out like three, four years ago uh, and had a big U.S. release. But other than that, the only other anime films that make big splashes are Miyazaki uh, or a live-action Dragon Ball Z. I mean, not a live-action, an, an anime film Dragon Ball Z or an anime film My Hero Academia, which has happened, obviously. Um, so it's tougher to do an anime film division. If it was an anime series division, that's like a whole different story.
0: Huh? I have a quick question. Um, did you... I, I, this is an obvious question, I feel like. Did you watch the very first Pokemon movie that came out? I didn't. You have not?
2: No, I'm not, I'm not the biggest Pokey man. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, stan, a Digimon stan. stan. My um,
0: cousins, uh, my cousins were very big into Pokemon, so they got me into Pokemon, and I watched that very first movie, and uh, the whole Pikachu Ash scene at the end, anyone who knows knows. Oh
2: yeah, I do Bro- know that.
0: Broke me, like it still yeah. breaks me today. So that's, that's, and Miyazaki films are, I'm super into, all of those are beautiful, so that's, that's where I'm at with anime. Perfect.
1: Okay. Um, we do have a couple others in here. Let's see. Uh, Sean Sullivan. Thank, thank you, Sean, for donating. Uh, you guys have a stream lab now. We do actually, Sean. it's great. I'm pushing for that. We actually made a thousand subscribers, and we decided to go all in. Um, sorry, I haven't been watching as much, Sean. We get it. It happens. It's all busy good.
0: studying, bud.
1: Exactly. We love you in here anyway, Sean. Exactly. And here anytime.
0: And Jill, fucking love Jill.
1: That's true. Uh, so, uh, so Ace. I'm sorry we didn't get a chance to really meet at that last taping, but I wanted to wish you luck against Josh Guvedo and Knapsack. I'll be waiting for you in round two.
2: Ooh, yeah, I obviously would love to meet and I will be there, <laughs> I will be in the final. Uh,
0: how, really quickly, how do you feel if you, uh, if you beat Josh Guvedo in this, you play Ken Knapsack. Right. That's gotta be kind of intimidating.
2: Oh, believe me, that stood out quite a bit, <laughs> uh, personally. Just because I've, I've obviously counsel our counsel connection, our four center connection. Uh, yeah, I, I would love that.
1: Yes, that I'm looking forward to that. I, 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 that, well, I mean, can't look, can look past Josh. I don't know if you know anything about Josh, but I would like to see you versus Ken. That'd be a great, great matchup. Um, okay, uh, let's see anything else. Uh, Little Warriors. Donut uh beef or chicken tamales.
0: Oh my gosh.
2: <laughs> mm, can I can I give the most basic answer and say chicken? <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: no problem. Have, with you that. ever, have you ever had deer? No. No? Okay. Deer deer tamales are, are actually pretty good. The worst tamales are bean. If anyone ever tries to argue bean tamales are the best tamales, then you got another thing coming, but.
2: Yeah. We're big meat guys,
1: As (laughs)
2: Latinos. There you go. There you go. Uh,
1: Oh, Danny Coast, our own Danny Coast. Uh, Can he give us thoughts about the live-action Cowboy Bebop and Avatar The Last Airbender? What other animated would you like to see?
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you guys know about this, but Netflix is trying to do... A, a an anime push and obviously you could see it now with castlevania you could see now with beast wars beast Beast stores i forget that the name of that anime that's the one that rb3 loves and i didn't get into um but they're trying really hard to make original anime and to green light it i've read an article actually a couple years ago that said that netflix bought a couple anime studios in japan and in south korea in order to kind of keep the anime industry alive and, and it's it's kind of interesting because netflix is almost single-handedly keeping the anime industry alive so now they're doing a live-action cowboy bebop and a live-action avatar but obviously the avatar one is like i love cowboy bebop it's one of my favorite all-time animes but i feel like you can do that story in in live action because of the length of the story for anyone who's familiar with cowboy bebop it's only one season uh and it's only one film or two films maybe um, versus Avatar The Last Airbender, which is three books and incredible arcs with characters that are almost timeless. So that's a little bit harder to do. Uh, I'm nervous. I'm nervous about Avatar. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, I'm more confident in, in Cowboy Bebop. Wow. As
0: long as there are corgis in there, then we're good. Oh,
2: there's the corgi. Did you not see the video?
0: I haven't. I haven't seen. I haven't Netflix
2: seen- released a video saying that their first casting was Ein. Ayn, which is the corgi in, in the show, and they showed a video of Ayn meeting the rest of the cast.
0: Um, <laughs> I'm going
2: to Yeah, I, I'm surprised you haven't seen it. Yeah, you can do, uh, YouTube it.
0: Yeah, I am. Totally. Yeah,
2: so it's on YouTube. Uh, if you uh, type in like Cowboy Bebop live action Ayn, um, it'll probably come up, but it's essentially Ayn meeting the cast. Uh, and I love the cast, to be honest. I think the cast is great. Sweet, sweet, sweet.
0: Oh. The cutest dogs. They do have the cutest butts.
2: Tim Franco, East? Wow. Oh. Oh, oh damn, he's coming after me. Uh, I'm a I'm a Sun Devil graduate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. I'm, I'm ai I'm an ASU guy. I went to ASU. That's where I went to school, and then I moved out to LA. So clearly, the Sun Devils, man. What are you doing in Tucson, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, next
1: up, Robert Adams. Love Robert. It's a fanatic. Uh, what studio Ghibli film would you recommend for someone who doesn't like anime?
2: Oh, man. Uh, obviously, My Neighbor uh, is a big one. My Neighbor Totoro. Uh, How's Moving Castle? Um, what's another one? There's a few, but they're all, I I think those two are kind of the big ones that you can kind of get into.
0: I really, really enjoyed Princess Mononoke and uh, Spirited Away. I have those. Spirited Away. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Uh, I know that it's not Miyazaki, but uh, Akira is also one of my Mm. favorite favorite, favorites. I have that on Blu-ray as well.
2: Yeah, and, and Ghost in the Shell is incredible too, obviously, the anime film and the series.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. I really want to.
2: Okay. okay. Kelsey next. Okay. Oh, Robert Parker.
1: Awesome we'll
0: Parker. You, Parker.
1: And with tons of respect and props to Ace, one of the nicest, most approachable, genuine people in the MTS, can't wait to see this take the Star Wars division by the Rancor Rancor horns. <laughs> I like that. I like I that.
0: that reference.
2: Love, Love Robert Parker here. I, I I love Robert Parker. He's the best. And obviously one of the nicest dudes I met over there as well. They're all great people, but Robert really stood out to me. Yes, weird uh Kelsey,
1: next. Else? Uh, Dean Morgan, favorite Latino or Latina actor or actress?
2: Ooh, that's a super tough one, considering okay. there's a lot of ways to tackle this question, right? I mean, I could go Spanish speaker, mm-hmm. uh, Latino or Latinas. Um, I could go Hollywood actors in, in America. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know everyone says it, but if I'm being honest, man, Diego lunas he's the shit. Like people sleep on how good he is. He's so freaking good as an actor, just like in general. Uh, I, I, Gael is incredible. Um, who else? Who's a, I, I love Pedro. Uh, I'm naming all these Star Wars guys. I need to branch out. Um Isa isa Gonzalez is one that's that stands out to me. I think she's great. Uh I think the girl who played the the new Terminator was great too.
1: Oh yes, yes. Uh uh Natalia Reyes. No,
2: yes, that's it. She was,
1: she was great. Um
2: great. I think she's great too.
1: Very good.
0: All right. I feel like mine is the same old same. I wanted fucking hayek and Antonio Banderas.
1: <laughs> yeah, a classic. It's okay. There you go. Sin so franco again ace have you ever seen the anime monster about the doctor who saves a child who grows up to be a serial killer it's right. Ooh, i haven't seen this no hmm. interesting i'll check it out i know at some point somebody else in the chat can't find it now somebody asked if we had speaking spoken about vampires with you do you have a vampire
2: oh oh thank you whoever that is <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh I, uh, I did hear that somewhere about vampires that you're really into vampires
2: I am a vampire. <laughs> There's a reason I look like this. I'm a vampire Phoenix Suns fan. Um, yeah, it's something that it's it's always been my favorite character, mythology, world. Uh, I'm a vampire savant. Uh, I study it. I read it. I read the books. I seek it out. Uh, I write stories about it. Um, yeah, I love vampires. I love the vampire mythology. Uh, it's one of my favorite all-time Stories in general. So, does that yeah.
1: seem, I gotta interject real quick. Does that seem a little ironic that a vampire is a fan of his son? Ah, uh, oh, there you
2: go. I'm a Daywalker, man. I'm on <laughs> that blade shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. gonna, what's your favorite vampire uh, franchise
2: or medium whatever? Uh, I'm gonna be pretty, it's pretty simple, but I've talked about this movie a million times. I even said it, shout out to Video Drew on her episode saying that the movie i've seen the most even like up there with star wars because i've seen star wars the most but if i've ever seen a movie the most and i love the movie more than any other movie besides star wars it's underworld Ooh, uh, which awesome. is now on netflix all right, <laughs> there's all right. a plug there uh i've seen that movie probably like thousands of times
0: <laughs> yeah i was just, uh, I was just gonna yeah. ask about fucking interview with the vampire and if you've read Anne rice and that's all
1: there you, oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, I'm talking about True Blood in the shed as well. Green I, I like True Blood quite a bit,
0: actually. The, the Sookie Sackhouse novels I know are a little bit different than the well, TV. Actually yeah, so I've always been really interested into getting into those.
1: My wife actually really likes watching True Blood because she has a big crush on uh, Skarsgård there. I can remember, Whatever scars, not the other. scars, but that's her boyfriend. If she could <laughs> so, uh Okay, last question again, Dean Morgan. Do you have a favorite moment being on the Schmo's No Show?
2: Oh, that's there's a so good many.
0: And Dean, good job.
2: Uh, by the way, can I give a little shout out to Dean Morgan just based on his name? Obviously, I've seen him around on chats and stuff. But Supernatural is one of my all-time favorite shows. <gasps> um, like I'm a I'm good a job. Supernatural stan fan like i literally will get the tattoo on my chest to protect me against demon possessions uh it's a tattoo i'm planning to get i'm being uh, no. real That's awesome. um yeah so shout out to d morgan for that uh what was the question <laughs> <laughs> oh favorite moment uh the mark hamill moment was great i don't know if you guys remember when mark hamill called in i think that was an amazing moment uh i remember that moment um there's a lot of funny moments too in recent memory anything with brett sheridan is incredible. Um, his, his rant about being a, a an a-hole on the internet <laughs> was kind of great. Uh, there's the, the Halloween episode, uh, where we all dressed up. I thought it was a lot of fun. I dressed up as Vegeta. Okay. Um, it was, that was a lot of fun. We did that. Um, it's, uh, two minute account, man. So many great moments. I love being on that show. That's great. That's a, Yes. It's Luke. It's Luke motherfucking. That is a classic. Yeah. That yeah. moment. That was I was there. <laughs>
1: That's one of my favorite ones of all time as well. Um, but I didn't even know anything about Supernatural. That's very right. I love I love Supernatural myself. It's one of my favorite series of all time as well.
0: Uh, yeah, Paul, Paul could have fi- found uh, a little well, bit more into that. <laughs>
2: In yeah, time. I I did a Supernatural uh, a trivia thing at Phoenix Comic Con a couple years ago. That's the one trivia that I was like, all right, I can do this. I can keep up. I know Sam and Dean like the back of my hand. Uh, so that's, it's something that I've been following forever and shout All out right. to Tiffany Smith for being on the show.
1: You know, i gonna throw it out the, I throw it, I'll throw it out. I'll throw in a last minute. This or that
2: Sam or Dean. Oh, it's, it's easy. It's Dean by a mile. <laughs> by a mile. <laughs> oh, Man. I mean, everything from like season one, Dean to like the Mark of Cain, Dean, like demon Dean, like everything is just, I love Dean. I think my favorite, I just will throw it in. My favorite part is when Dean, uh,
1: sings air supply in the car. Definitely- <laughs> he's yeah.
2: like leave it. There's nothing else gonna be on. And he, starts like, he starts singing. He starts singing My my favorite uh, season three uh, when he's uh, I think it was Dean uh, or Sam when they're in prison and he's like, dude, you, you shot the sheriff and he's like, but I didn't shoot the deputy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's a great. I love show. it, dude. Oh, and, he's like, and he's like, too soon? And he's like, dude, yeah, like literally too soon.
1: <laughs> I love it. Uh, I'm hoping so. I'm hoping, that's one of the things that corona tech for me. I'm hoping that they get to come back and finish the series uh, in the right way. As, uh, yeah.
0: Big so. shout out to Texas boys, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Austin, huh? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, love Texas those guys. I be- Oh, one more? Oh, not- <laughs>
0: we're we're going to let Ace read that. i just going to read Sorry to make you. You're getting all the stream labs that are in Spanish. Those are going to go to you, bud.
2: Okay. So he's saying esto o aquello, which is this or that. Uh, MTS is movie trivia Smelldown. his más miedo means who are you more afraid of? RB3 or Sabrina? I don't know if he means like trivia-wise. Like Smelldown-wise?
0: I would assume that's what i Or here.
2: like in life? <laughs> the, same oh, the same or different Like, like if someone point. was coming at me with a knife, who, who would I prefer? <laughs> um... That'd be tough too, but oh man, you know what's funny? I I think they're pretty, it's they're pretty evenly matched trivia wise. I feel um, I feel like they both have that love for classic movies. Uh, I know that uh, Sabrina has a love for foreign movies, same as RB three. Uh, I have to be the one weird guy in the meaning of podcast who loves like, hey, let's talk about Marvel and DC, <laughs> and they're like, let's talk about this Italian filmmaker from. The Eastern European cut and I'm just like, uh, oh, I mean, well, we can do Christopher Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they're both pretty equally matched, if I had to say. Right. I will
0: I will say that anyone with the last name Ramirez is very definitely sure knows how to handle a knife. So
1: there you go, that's true. Me too. So facing them in a match, that's what Oscar meant, I guess. How, facing it. It. So there we go. Uh yeah. Uh, I guess that will that's the, all the questions I would leave with Gianni, So is that what we're, we're going
0: to do? That is going to be it, y'all. We have been here. Uh, Andres, thank you so much. Hang out with us just a little bit more once we go off screen. Um, but uh, thank you to everyone inside of the chat, uh, everyone who hung out with us here tonight on Child mm-hmm. Action. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, we love you, and we appreciate it. Paul. All
1: right. Well, actually – Ace, where can the the good kids
2: find you? Oh, yeah. Obviously, uh, Twitter and Instagram at Squad Leader Ace. And subscribe to my YouTube channel, First Cut, our YouTube channel. It's RB3 and Sabrina and I. Uh, The Meaning of Podcast. We do episodes there. We do movie reviews. We just had Paulo Yama. Uh, We had Mark Ellis on the show. We're going to have Danny Fernandez on the show. Uh, So tune in for that. That's coming out later this week. Uh, Yeah. Subscribe to First Cut. Definitely, absolutely. And it's not a joke this time, it's actually really mean. It. That means- yeah, I mean it. It's a
1: show.
0: All <laughs> <laughs> well, the people find you, baby.
1: Uh, at Paul underscore Denuzio on Twitter. You can find me on Chills Action every week. You can also find me on Class Action on Benninger's Action Industries YouTube channel. Um, go check out last night's episode. We live streamed with Mark Riley, um, the top the ranking the Superman franchise, the live action Superman franchise, which is a lot of fun.
0: That was uh, very good. Thank you, I appreciate. I really it. enjoyed that show, man.
1: It was fun. We had a lot, a lot to say, um, and also I opened my own YouTube channel recently called PLD Projects. Got uh, a lot of stuff coming out with that, uh, especially the Harris stuff. where I'm going to go through the entire filmography of Ed Harris, my favorite actor of all time. So. There
0: you go oh, that's right y'all you know me it 's your girl Danielle. you can find me on twitter at danny joy d a n i e e j o y you can find me there uh click on my name danielle Ramirez you can find me on youtube I do have my own page coming up. Um, watch the book will come out this week. I promise. I guarantee. I know I've delayed it a couple of weeks, but watch the book will definitely come out. Watch the book is where I analyze books and their movie adaptations and talk about the similarities and difference in between. And I also just talked to Paul about a recent new edition that I definitely will do on my channel because I definitely do really very much enjoy reading and I have very much enjoyed getting into this Star Wars franchise and everything in it, what I'm going to do is actually going to be a specific section called uh, the Padawan Chronicles, uh, where I will be reviewing uh, Star Wars books. And Paul will be off in the little corner saying whether I'm right or wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so come and check that out um, and all of that good stuff. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us on this Monday. Thank you for tuning in to Chill to Action. We will see you next week. And for everyone at the Call to Action podcast, thank you so much. And as always, we salute you. you. Bye.